Shazam was, Scream was, TikTok versus America. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Lights, Camera, Rant. And as always, we're streaming live on both Facebook, Twitch, uh, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, all three. Uh, we do this every Sunday, and new episodes come out every Tuesday morning. And I'm welcome, and thank you for coming back every single week. And for anybody new, welcome, welcome, if it's your first time. And without further delay, as always, let's get into this show. Welcome to the Lights, Camera, Rant Podcast. Your source for the latest on movies, TV shows, and video games. Get ready. For ranting, raving, and reviewing, here is your host, Lee. Now, no episode. I haven't done this in a while, which I do know a lot of people would know from earlier episodes, but yeah, just because we've been recording so early lately, I haven't had the time to actually... There we go. Uh, yeah, because we were recording so early, I haven't actually cracked open a can... Uh, because I thought, well, you know, drinking at like nine o'clock in the morning is probably not, uh, not very, it's not, it's not frowned upon. It's, it's like taking too long in an airplane or, you know, smoking is, it's just like, no, why are you doing that for? So I thought, well, we're recording a little bit later today. So I thought, well, why not? Hey, it's a great way to start the episode. So as always, what we do is we talk about the latest news uh, in pop culture, and then we have reviews lined up. So this week, we have The Mandalorian, we have Scream 6, and we have Shazam 2 Fury of the Gods for this week. Now, I do know, I did mention last week, the fact that we will be also covering Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso's episode 1 just dropped this past week, but I'll be talking about that next week when... We at least have two episodes to talk about. It's unfortunately I did I didn't really know this with Apple uh, TV, but they only do that one episode per week basis because uh, the only show I've ever watched on Apple TV is Ted Lasso, and I when I finally got on board, I only just watched the last two seasons. So that's why I'm kind of that's why I'm going to talk about that next week and next week as well. We are going to talk about. The latest installment of John Wick Chapter 4. So don't miss that. I've got some limited news about that as well, which we will get into. So uh, let's start the debate. Let's talk about something that we're still talking about a lot of news of late, which is The Last of Us TV series, HBO Max. So I know that this has been in the news for a little, obviously, it's it's still reeling in. There's so many theories about what's coming out. People are still reeling over the final, which I did a review just last week about it. Uh, just how wow everything else, uh, everything else in between is just fantastic. And hey, dear, I will uh, hello, uh, I will definitely check out D Edward on Apple TV. I will check that out. I don't think I've ever seen an ad for that, but I'll still check it out. Because, yeah, Apple TV, that's the only show I've ever watched is Ted Lasso. And I think there's one other show that I got recommended with 
Could Jason Moore in it? I think that's the only other show I've ever been recommended to watch. Anything else? I think on the whole scale of all the streaming services that you do have, I think Apple TV is like at the lowest uh, after obviously Netflix, Stan, uh, Amazon. I-, I could really all day, but it's like on that kind of level. Usually when you go, oh, do you have Apple TV? No, not really. Or I bought it from a friend. Uh, but yeah, sorry, back to The Last of Us. So, The Last of Us, now, there is some speculation about what's going to happen in both the video game and the TV show. So, with the video game, people think that maybe the next big project that Naughty Dog will be working on is The Last of Us Part 3. Now, the director, Neil Druckmann, he did mention the fact that they will not be doing uh, The Last of Us Part 3 for the next major project that's already Again, a project is already in production. They've already picked it, but they're not confirming or denying it's The Last of Us, but it's most likely it won't be. But at the end of this year, we will hear about The Last of Us multiplayer game that they've been working on for some time, which apparently went into production right after I think The Last of Us 1. It went into production. So even though they've made Last of Us 2, that's already come out and everything, the remastered version, this side of the game has is still in production. So I can only imagine what kind of scale that they're going to be working this on, uh, on like how big this is going to be. Now, the other little bit of news is the fact that people, so obviously Last of Us Part 1 has worked into one condensed season on HBO Max. Now, it is most likely looking that for, obviously, the most likely for looking for Part 2, the Last of Us Part 2 in HBOX could be split into two seasons, almost to three, the rumor is going around. Uh, so you could potentially be seeing Last of Us Season 2, Season 3, and potentially Season 4, depending how it plays out. Now, obviously, this is looking to be about a three to four year time frame. Now, if that's indeed the case, maybe... The Last of Us Part 3 could be in the works laid down the track by the time that comes around. But for any Last of Us fans, you be rest assured the fact that both in the video game content and TV show is uh, well on hands, is definitely on its way. So there is no slowing down that, especially now that how the HBO Max TV show has been received. HBO Max is going to be pumping in that money that, to bring in more content. And you know what happens when the show goes really well? Spin-offs. You know, that's also going to be on the cards as well. So get ready for that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but moving on. We got, moving on. Now, a big thing is that we've also got in the past week is not not centrally, not overly surprised, uh, but still a little bit really interesting is that the James, sorry, the Superman Legacy, the first film in the James Gunn era of films, uh, that has been announced that James Gunn has gone on to his Twitter and as he will be directing it. So he's been writing this for over a year and a half and he wasn't going to direct it at first because it's obviously it's a very different aspect of tools of when you go from writing something to directing something. So he has confirmed that he will be directing it. Now, Superman Legacy, it will be coming out on July 11th, 2025. Uh, there is a no announcement of who Superman is. We will pro- we're still probably uh, 
Well, actually, depending on time frame, we might get to see a DC fandom this year at the announcement of who the new Superman will be, because obviously that is going to be the hot topic of conversation of leading into that. And obviously, Supergirl, that hot topic of that. Who's going to be playing Batman? Who's going to be playing Damian Wayne? All moving forward. But with James Gunn behind the hell, I do feel very confident about it because. Just look, just look at his work. Obviously, Guys, Galaxy, Suicide Squad, Peacemaker. I just feel like for someone who's crafting the story, crafting the direction, and and obviously directing at the same time of the overall universe, I I have full faith. I have full faith in James Gunn's era moving forward in the DCU. Because God knows the fact they need help, it is in shambles. And I've said that nearly every single episode because every time I think it gets a little bit better, it gets a little bit worse. Or the little bit of news, just like how I still remember last year, 2022 would be the year of DC. That's how I'm promoting it in promos. Oh my God, the year that we got. Uh, for DC in 2022 was uh, not something that they will speak about very soon. Rock, uh, Henry Cavill, which apparently Henry Cavill is rumored to apparently be, might or might not be suing Warner Brothers because of what happened. Uh, that's that's a scary part is that that could be on the cards. But who knows? Uh, who knows what might, might come up? But... Let's continue. Let's continue on. Another big news that obviously this is one of the main headlines in I mentioned this episode title uh, is USA is going against TikTok. Uh, brother, recently news report is that they will be they are pushing that TikTok will be banned nationwide in America unless because TikTok for anyone who doesn't know TikTok is owned by China, China investors, and there's been a big around the fact that yeah that should be owned by people in America or other people because everything that's going on with China. Anyway, I'm not gonna dive into that just in case. <laughs> um but moving forward is that America's pushing for this. Uh now this is something Donald Trump obviously mentioned when he was in office, but now it's getting more traction that they're looking to ban TikTok nationwide unless they sell to someone in America or somebody else. Now, TikTok is one of the most has is one of those platforms that has completely blown up in the, over say, the last few years compared to what it, w- it was originally. I remember I was talking to a mate this past week, and we were going to a tangent how we were talking about Vines, uh, how that was a massive app, and then we were talking about Dub Smash that became a massive app. And but I remember when we first heard about TikTok, I'm sure it was. It was a music app or, or something like that. It was nothing, nothing social media that you're going to. Yeah, it was nothing social media wise. I wasn't expecting it, um, but it just it, it's the absolute beast of an animal it is right now. Which, unfortunately, as much as it's an utter beast, YouTube is is crushing it with YouTube Shorts to almost that same level of tiktok now if you i i strongly recommend anyone who is listening to this podcast and if you are content creating you need to jump onto youtube shorts if you are looking for that 
Not for that elevators of success, because obviously scenario success is step by step. But if you are looking for a great discoverability to be uh, to be more followers and to be noticed more, YouTube is a platform that you need to get onto. I've been embarrassing for the past um, five months. I've really been looking more into uh, YouTube. To my disgrace, I probably should have been doing it since day one. Uh, but hey, here we are. We learn every day. But the thing is, TikTok has become this absolute. Uh, it's one of the major platforms that you get onto. And if it, for we to get banned in America, that would hurt so many content creators who it's their livelihood and that's the platform that they've chosen to grow on. And if they do that, like it's just, uh, it, it would shift a lot. And I I don't know anyone who's, um, who's shifting or moving uh, about it, but for any TikTok people, and just keep in mind that, you know, it's not looking good for TikTok if this passes. I just keep going to the track. This could be a big nail in the coffin for TikTok. And, you know, but then again, when one platform falls, another one rises. Look at, look at Vines. Look, look at that. That, that went down. Boom. We get this. Everything follows. So TikTok blew up. YouTube brings out shorts. There's always a rise and fall or to fill in the gap. But yeah, it's not looking good for anyone who's uh, a TikTok fan. But just keep that in mind. Uh, another little bit of news that we also get, we got was from Ben Affleck this past week. So here doing an interview saying that he feels like after doing Bad Me Superman, Suicide Squad, Justice League and Justice League 2.0. Uh, he finally nailed the role of Batman in the Flash movie. Apparently, he feels 100% confident that this is Flash movie is where he has become pure Batman. But that's fantastic. Uh, okay, it's taking this long. That's cool. Uh, anyway, he also mentioned the fact he's only in the movie for five minutes. So, of course, your acting is going to be great for just five minutes of showtime, which is really disappointing because it's about, I think, three, three to four scenes of of Ben Affleck's Batman in the Flash trailer, which makes me think of, oh, is that, is that, so when he's talking to Barry, not in, not in costume, and then when he's talking, when you see him on the freeway in the Batpod, is that, is that it? Is that literally all we get? Which is kind of really disappointing. Almost like a bit like, okay, if that's there, if that's what you, if that's what you guys talk, if that's what you're going on about. But yeah, disappointing. Especially this will most likely be the last time we will see Ben Affleck as Batman. Now, another thing that we also speaking of Ben Affleck's Batman, we also got a weird announcement this past week from Zack Snyder. He posted on his Twitter saying the fact that the announcement is coming. It was a me- it was a, a hashtag full circle, and it was a message from Darkseid. Now, Darkseid, all he said was keep, keep in mind these dates. Uh, these dates are April 27th, 28th, 29th. Uh, I do... Yeah, sorry, 28th, 29th, 30th of April. Uh, is more, uh, this announcement is most likely it will be going into IMAX. I believe. I'm speculating. There is no, as the recording of this, there is no 
fully confirmed Zack Snyder hasn't come forward. It's just literally just a Twitter right now. But it's most likely the fact that we'll be going to IMAX that you'll be able to see on all three days. All you'll be able to see the entire uh, Snyder trilogy. Uh, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Zack Snyder's Justice League. So that is about no four five that's about nine hours nine hours to watch right there so that's about how much content um which he says full circle which i think will look good i think these films are fa- would be fantastic to see the extended versions not the just sweden league and and the full extended version of bad me superman would be a fantastic to see on the big screen uh but it's great the fact that he still has this option obviously he's had to get the approval with Warner Brothers and, and James Gunn and all that working back and forth. But it's real. I'm really glad to see that these movies will be going to IMAX. I would happily go see uh, the Justice League, the Snyder Cut in IMAX if they're doing the full screen. Because you remember, it's, it, I, 16, I can't remember the uh, aspect ratio, but it's like a box. So if you have a really big TV, you don't get the full experience because he shot it in a particular way, which is quite annoying. Uh, but I'm, I'm all down for it. Happy to go see your films. But yet, end of April, I'll keep you guys posted if we do get an announcement of what it will be in better detail. So definitely give us a follow on Instagram, Twitch, and Facebook. So we'll make sure we keep you guys up to date. I don't want you to miss a single thing. Uh, but let's keep moving on to also, speaking of Stilvis V on DC, uh, now this was a little bit weird i was not okay so apparently tom cruise saw an early screening of the flash movie liked it a lot and also called the directors and said how much he really enjoyed it so for everyone who's, sorry everyone's interested zach snyder i'm sorry tom cruise is a fan of the flash so you should be too uh just i saw the news article and i just thought it's really weird okay um tom cruise went to the the Flash screening, and he really liked it. Uh, that's cool. Uh, but, yeah, if you want to... Any friends, then... Any friends who are big Tom Cruise fans, you will also like The Flash. But, uh, yeah, why why not? Uh, <laughs> I guess. Uh, also, in other news, we've unfortunately got a very sad news to also mention. In the past week, unfortunately... Uh, Unfortunately, uh, we've had a passing, uh, Mr. Riddick, uh, Mr. Riddick from the James Gunn movie, sorry, James Gunn, John Wick movies, uh, from a character from Destiny, uh, uh, a character from, I can't remember, another game he's also in, he's also in Rick and Morty, he's also one of the main characters from the Wild Lance Rick, unfortunately has passed away at the age of 60. Our condolences go out to his family, his friends, and his pets. It's it's really sad. It, it says it's I, only from natural causes, um, which is very all all to them. Well, not all to them. I mean, what I'm saying is I, it's just it's so sort of surprising at the age of sixty. Uh, basically, I was a bit shocked. Um, but those were probably the sad, even sadder part is that it's just a week before the beginning of John Wick Four, which I, I'm pretty sure he's in. Um, which I have no doubt someone will correct me if I'm wrong. But, uh, yeah, just a week out before, and John Wick 4 has got 10 and IGN, 
and is the most highly rated John Wick movie in IMDb. People are calling this the greatest action movie of the of the past 10 years. Saying it's a lot better than the first one. Now that is gobsmacked. That is just mind-blowing to think about. If that is indeed the case. So I'm so excited to see John Wick. I do wish our Lance was, you know, I wish he was, he could still live long and prosper for a, a lot longer. Uh, but it's very sad to see this news. Um, but we always like to report on here and send our condolences uh, because it's something, you ne- it's something you never want to see in the news, ever. Um, and unfortunately, and time is time is not your not your friend. <laughs> um, but yeah, let, let's keep moving on to say a little bit more later. Now, this was interesting that I did see Jenna uh, News as well. Is now I don't know, draw back your memory, draw back way 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 back, probably way back. So, I don't know if you remember, do you remember an affair? Yeah, I know, that's a great way for me to start this article. So, an affair, The Simpsons, season one, that Marge always had with a guy, uh, Jackins, or Jakins, when they were doing bowling. And he, Marge nearly had an affair with him, and you never saw the character again, ever, except for that one episode, that bowling episode. Well, apparently, The Simpsons said they'd bring back the character for the next season. No details on, on how he's going to be coming to the show, when he, you know, what episode it is. Uh, but yes, uh, that, talk about uh, all the Simpsons characters, uh, all the Simpsons you've seen who have come back and forth. He's coming back. Very interesting to know if he'll have a, a big role for a whole episode or a small episode. I still can't believe the Simpsons are still going, to be honest. Uh, there's a whole debate of, you know, peak Simpsons and when the Simpsons go low. But yeah, remember guys, the Simpsons keep going because the, all the viewership is still there. It's still so high. And everyone's still happy to keep coming back and forth to watch it. So, it will, by the time the Simpsons ends, it will, I can't imagine of another show ever reaching that Many seasons in one go, and obviously Raw and SmackDown don't count. Animated TV show, I don't know if another show where they will reach uh, that length ever. Uh, but yeah, that character is coming back, and why not? Every other character comes back. <laughs> um, I also would like to say this this week, if you do get a chance, please go check out. Cobb's Corner Podcast. I was a guest this past week on his podcast. Great bloke. We talk We talk about Shazam, Fear of the Gods. We kind of go into DC and the future and what it can hold. But please go check out his podcast. Cobb's Corner, Morgan Cobb's. Great bloke. Definitely go check that out. So that is the biggest news that's happened in the past week. Now, so let's dive into our reviews. So straight up, Scream Six. So Scream Six takes up takes place one year after the events of Scream Five, after Woodsboro murders. Now Scream, for anyone who hasn't seen this franchise, you've probably seen the scary movie, which the first two movies are heavily based off. Scream Six is one of those meta movies that has kept the franchise going. Scream One, Two, Three, Four, Five, Six, and the TV show as well. 
Now, the franchise is in it. It was, it was always the first version of a spoof movie, technically. When the first one came out, it was all it was all about you know the rules of horror of horrors. Like you know, don't don't walk alone, don't have sex. Uh, you know, who's a virgin? You know, all these rules are set up, and all you know, obviously, Ghostface, the voice, it completely blew up. Now the interesting as the sequels keep coming out. Uh, as the sequels, as the sequels keep coming out, uh, they always change the rules to adapt for that era of movie. Uh, well, Cal, thank you very much for coming past uh, YouTube stream. Um, if you haven't seen those two movies, if you haven't seen Scream Six Shazam yet, please uh, watch after you go watch them. Come back to this episode and check it out. Uh, but thank you for coming past as always. But yeah, so. Scream 6, each one, they've always introduced the new rules every time. I've seen Scream 1, I've seen Scream 2, 4, and now 6. Uh, but yeah, even 4, they also set the new rules up. Even this one, again, they set a new rules of what, currently, at that time of movie, how the horror landscape is. Now, the horror landscape is completely different to what it was 20 years ago when the first Scream came out. My sister would be, uh, my sister would be scary knowing how long it's out. So my sister, who's been on this podcast twice, uh, her name's Corny. We, we did two episodes talking about, one episode about horror icons, another one about uh, comedies. She's a big horror fan and she's the one who drove me to co sees Scream 6 and Scream 4. Now, the funny thing is, she kept telling me, before we went to see this movie, she kept telling me, saying, oh, yeah, we've seen Scream 5. Like, now, I haven't seen Scream 5. Oh, by the way, really, as we go into the reviews, spoilers, 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 left, right, and center. Uh, and now she was telling me, she's like, oh, yeah, we've seen Scream 5. I'm thinking, we, no, we didn't. Because uh, Dewey's dead um, in the movie. And I'm like, no, I, we haven't seen it. So after we watched the whole movie, I said to Queen, like, I haven't seen that. And she just laughed. She just laughed and walked off. I'm like, so she invited me and my mom to go watch this movie. And we haven't seen Scream 5. I'm like, well, of course there's a whole missing gap and all that. But this movie, I, for horror fans, I highly recommend this movie. It is definitely done a good rejuvenation into the franchise. Uh, Ghostface, he is more brutal. The kills are good. And it's the first time, I think, in the entire time he's used a gun. There's a scene where he's walking, he's uh, in a sh small little uh, convenience store trying to chase Sam and uh, Tara. Obviously, the two main characters of this movie, uh, he's trying to chase them, grabs a shotgun and starts blowing left, right, center. I'm like, whoa, I thought he was more of a knife, knife guy. <laughs> uh, but no... Uh, that's a great scene. There's an intense scene on the train. That's fantastic. This is the very first Scream movie that's based in New York. So different setting. Obviously, all the ones always are in Woodsboro High, a Woodsboro area. Uh, but the kills are in this fantastic. There are some really intense scenes. Even the cinematography in this movie was something like, oh, this is really good. Uh, and that's... And also, with the franchise, this is the first time that Nev Campbell, who's been the lead actor in 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, 
did not return for the movie. Now, the reason why she did return to the movie was because apparently the uh, dollar value they asked her for to return for was not on what uh, was not on her level. What she thought for what she was worth going in going into this movie. So they didn't uh, they didn't buffer the contract. They say, like, okay, we'll make it without you. Now, the, the directors and the writers have said the fact that even though she was not in this one, they do hope to have her back for number seven. Now, yes, there are rumors and there is there is smaller plans that they will be making a seven. Now, the interesting thing about the Scream franchise is that people go, oh, there's too many sequels. The thing is, with Scream, because it's how it's structured, because it, it's essentially a movie goes based upon what that generation of horror film or how the horror films are structured in that time, it can keep going. Scream can keep going and keep adapting each time and doing something different. So, you know, when Scream 7 comes out, it might be different. The set of rules, all the horror movies that we're seeing is different again, so it keeps the movie fresh every single time. Now, this Scream, I saw an idea, I do believe it is the second or third pick after the first one, it's been rated very high, and I, I fully agree. So, as Tara and Sam, so this starts off with, the uh, starts off with a, with a, looks like a blind date. She's a horror teacher, sorry, horror film teacher. Of course, she goes down a dark alley and slicey dice uh, straight away, uh, straight away. So she does. So that's the very first 10 minutes of this movie. Now, I forgot to also mention that even though uh, Neff Campbell is not in this movie, she is mentioned in it and what she's doing, so they haven't completely wiped her out. Uh, but yeah, so this 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 uh, horror teacher, she does very quickly, and it's revealed who the ghost face killer is. And I totally forgot his name, but he's flat as this actor is Flash from uh, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man Far From Home or Far uh, Home Trilogy. And I was like, well, it's weird. I'm like, you know what? I, you know what? I'm done with Spider-Man. I'm going to go be a killer. Now that happens at, now that happens the first, first 10 minutes. And obviously Ghostface has arrived in New York City. Now, we, now as the story progresses, we also get to meet the characters also from Five. They return. And we also see the fact that the, the, uh, cop, the cop, uh, Wayne, uh, he was the father of the well the killers richie in the previous movie we see him uh trying to help them trying to figure out who is the killer who is doing these new killings in new york city which is why they moved away from woodsboro now we also see uh hayden uh hayden i can't forget i can't say her last name she's returned she was with scream four she's was one of the survivors she comes back into this and as the movie goes, we get some, yeah, some of the action scenes are fantastic. Uh, we also get cameos from the guy who played Billy, the first Ghost First Killer in the first one. So that's a great uh, little drawback because obviously Sam is the Illinger daughter of Billy. So she's like got those little tendencies of being a murderer. Um, and people are blaming her. They're saying she's the killer uh, from the previous movie because of her history gets out and but it's definitely cat and mouse movie as it goes go goes through i was still guessing all the way to the end my sister corny should go three quarters way through all the series i know i know who it is 
And sure, the hundred percent correct. Who the killers was? That was a great scene. Jenny Ortega, she's done another fantastic job on screen. Which she, her stock could not be higher. She's rumored to be in Bill Cheese Two. She's rumored to be in uh, Daredevil: Born Again. She can't. She, she can't do no wrong. She's doing fantastic. However, there is little news about some, uh, but apparently between her and the writers, some tiff, toxic behavior on Wednesday, which I really hope that does not derail her career because obviously Wednesday was fantastic and everyone's excited for season two. So I would hate to see anything bad happen on them. But Scream 6 in a nutshell, action, horror, keep your guessing, all fantastic. I highly recommend, especially if you love this franchise. Uh, it's, it's more so you probably need to watch Scream 5 at least to go to this movie to understand further, but they do a fantastic job. I do like how they've increased the tendency of what Ghostface uh, does and how how he kills. I'm glad they've all done that. So props to him. I got to see. I really enjoy this. I can't remember the last time I saw a horror movie, but this was fantastic. So really enjoyed, really enjoyed that. Now let's get to a movie that I, I... Did enjoy, but wasn't blown away. Shazam. Shazam. Fury of the Gods. Now, I will, I'm going to be straight I'm going to straight I'll be with you. So, out of all the DC movies that's coming out this year, Shazam was not the one I'm most looking forward to. I would even say Blue Beetle that's coming out later this year I was more excited for because I liked the first Shazam but I wasn't like ooh I really can't wait for the next one mm, can't wait really can't wait to see it uh, but here we are now this movie's been moved about three to four times this was originally meant to come out uh, last year and go up against Avatar 2 that uh, that did happen also originally this movie was meant to come out after The Flash uh, originally, before the Flash got moved, because remember a few, uh, few, oh, half a year ago, all the DC films of this year got completely shifted around, and the Flash went to come out. So even the director said, if anyone noticed the new suits in Shazam, uh, were due to that they were originally meant to come out after Flash. So that's why there was the same changes. Um, now all the returning characters from the first one have come back for this one. Um, Excuse me, sorry. They've all come back. Now, what the plot is, is that uh, these Greek gods, which were Lisa Lou, Helmer, they all appear for the staff that was in the first one the old wizard had. Now, I'll go, I'll go be honest with you. I totally forgot about the... <clears throat> I totally forgot about the staff from the first one. I was like, ah, oh, didn't you still have it? Like, why is it... Like, it's the movie starts off with... Um, they're going to a museum where it is, and they have to break this glass, which they can't, even though they're gods, they can't break the glass, they have to push it, uh, which I think because they don't have the powers fully, but they do when they, once they finally grab it, and, but I, I, I totally forgot they had this, I totally forget why the staff was there, which the movie does explain later on. And then um, they would get the powers. Apparently, these sisters have been locked in a realm for many, many years. 
uh, because the fact that the wizard, uh, which we did see in the first one, he they locked him away in there so they couldn't hurt man and they took all of their powers. And that's why, by as soon as the staff was broken, it broke the barrier. That's how they could come into the world. And they want the staff to fix, rebuild their world. There's three sisters. Uh, and as the movie progresses, uh, like they like their villains, like Lucy Liu's ones, more of the villain out of the whole thing. Obviously, spoiler alert. Um, but they do a good job. To what it is, I did see that uh, Helen Marion did someone else said, Well, what's the plot of the movie? And she's like, It's too convoluted, I'm not telling you. Uh, which I completely understand why. Now, I said, We get we see Billy, we see Shazam, we see the whole family getting along. Um, and he's really trying to keep the team together, family like uh, last of it, sorry, last of us, well, uh, like Fast and the Furious, think with keep uh, with that. Um, he's really trying, but they all kind of want to go in their separate ways. And Billy's a little bit worried because he's only at five months until he turns 18. And he will most likely be kicked out because of foster care, because his foster parents will no longer get checks for it. So he's worried about that. He wants to keep them all together. They've completely decked out, uh, their land, uh, all over the place. Now it's funny, actually, I will mention this is that. In the last Shazam, they said they when they were seeing around all the chairs, it's like, oh, there's one empty chair, which was meant to allude to Black Adam. Now, The Rock was meant to be in this movie as the villain, but he said no because he wanted to have his own movie to introduce the character of Black Adam. So the plot of this movie had to change. And we got, you know, The Rock is what we got in the Black Adam, and now The Rock's not coming back as Black Adam. Uh, Black Adam might return, but we will definitely not be The Rock. That's, so that's going to happen. But yeah, the empty chair never gets mentioned again. There is no reference to Black Adam in this movie. Uh, now, as well, I would say Shazam's trying to get keep all the family together, uh, this new crisis with these three sisters does appear. Uh, and he's, he's trying to figure out the way they can do it. Magic obviously can beat magic, so they're struggling to beat them that way. This movie always has a lot of comedy. The comedy does land. About 80% of the time, I was laughing. It's a little bit on the nose. Definitely like a little bit Deadpool style, but definitely on the nose. Um, I I did enjoy that aspect of the movie. Action set pieces are really good. Some of the CGI is a little bit jarring, especially the close-ups. Like I understand, I say it can't be perfect, but you just like, yeah, some of it's a little bit bad, especially when you watch, you know, some of the, already the Marvel movies and then you watch Avatar, you're like, oh, I can tell you where you cut corners. Another thing about this movie that I found really was really a bit weird, which I only got pointed out a little bit later, was when you're watching this movie, Billy, Billy the Kid, uh, he's very heartwarming, he's, he's, he's a little bit, he's, uh, he's very talkative. But, it's, but when he goes into Shazam, Zach, Zachary's character, uh, it's always a, always a slight, completely different personality flip altogether. Um, so, yeah, that seemed a bit disenjoined. Like, it doesn't seem like Zach and Billy talk to each other on what mannerisms or what they're going to keep as they transform back and forth. 
that's something I did a little bit didn't know. It's like, oh, okay. It's a bit jarring. Um, but that uh, both of them did a great performance all together. Uh, all the characters did a great performance. I, I did enjoy that. Um, probably, yeah, it was probably just Helen and Lucy that was a bit like, yeah, this is just a this is really just a paycheck. This is really just a paycheck for you, really. There's nothing nothing like, whoa, you know, you really wanted to be in this. Uh, I can't remember the girl's name, but the uh, 18-year-old, 18-year-old that's uh, in the family, she was getting interviewed on Red Carpet, and they said, oh, you know, I want to make you to join the DCEU. She's like, I need a job. That's it, plain and simple, I need a job. I'm like, that's fair. That's fair altogether. But, yeah, she's there, but even though, so, we get, we get to see them try and battle it out, we get to see them lose their powers, gain their powers, we see a love interest, not for Zach. Not for Zach, he's too involved in uh, Wonder Woman falling in love with her, which, yes, Wonder Woman does have it. Now, this is a big gripe. This is a really big gripe I have with this. So, the Wonder Woman scene in this movie got released online. And... I'm watching this movie, and it gets right to the epic finale, and it clicks. I'm like, hang on, Wonder Woman... Wonder Woman hasn't rocked up. Like, where's... Where's I, like... Bullshit. And once I saw Wonder Woman, it's the end scene. So, I don't know if it's... If it's the market... If it's Warner Brothers or DC, but they released the Wonder Woman scene. If you go online, they officially release it. That is the end scene of the entire movie. That is the ending. And even that scene, so there's a big climax battle. They a dome beam shooting up to the sky. Where have we seen that before? Yep. Uh, and they drain the staff of power. And because Billy sacrificed himself for the end of the day to be the hero, he's dead at this point. We also get to see a dragon. That's cool. Uh, at this point, and then well, the uh, wizard goes. Unfortunately, there's no more gods, so no one can. Uh, it won't activate without the power. And then, boom, here comes uh, Wonder Woman go, Oh, hello, uh, oh, all gods are gone. And she comes in, grabs the staff, powers it. Everyone comes, and, and Zach comes back to, uh, Billy comes back to life. They have a look at this really awkward moment. And look, don't get me wrong, it's fantastic seeing Gal Gadot back as Wonder Woman. We haven't seen her as Wonder Woman nearly over a year now after dismal Wonder Woman 2. Uh, there, I don't know if she is going to be in the Flash movie. There's no confirmation on that. But it was just like, uh, like I understand the scene, but it felt so like shoehorned in. It was like, oh, we need a major character. It's like, oh, don't worry, you're the god right here. I was like, oh, okay. Um, we'll take that. And after creds, the after creds scene is we see John and High Court trying to recruit Shazam into the Justice Society. He says, oh, I thought it was going to be the Justice League. He's like, no, it's Justice Society. And he starts scrolling through names. He's like, yeah, we could be we could be anything else. Like, why'd you pick the Justice Society? He's like, ooh. And he looks around like, we could be the Avengers Society. He's like, hmm. That seems like that's on the nose. That was a really good callback. Uh, there's actually a couple, one or two references to Marvel in the MCU reference through that entire entire movie. Uh, but overall, oh, so we do that, and then we do get an after after credits scene, and we do you see Mastermind, which was a caterpillar from the first one. It's also a throwaway scene. Nothing. It adds nothing. It adds nothing to the whole plot. So this 
this movie overall, I'm just looking at going funny, family, yes, but I can ask with you in the to- scale of all the DCU films, there's like Man of Steel, Suicide Squad 2, Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, um, and probably will be a Flash and Aquaman 2. Uh, yeah, this this is quite down. This is quite down for my personal. So I feel like if you're a really diehard uh, superhero fan and DC fan, you might not really like this movie overall. But for someone who's just taking their kids to the movie, just looks like one of like a good hard action flick, not too dark, not too in depth of like you need to watch this or you need to watch that. It's perfect. There's no there's nothing wrong with that. It does fit that. However, at the end of it, to me personally, I don't think I would want to see Shazam 2. I hope Shazam does pop up, but sorry, Shazam 3. It just seemed like this movie might be a little bit constrained on all the changes that were happening in the DCU. And obviously everything with The Rock. I think if The Rock was going to be the bad guy in this movie, this would have been completely different. I feel like this would have been such a stronger movie overall between the good guy and the bad guy, especially on this type of level, but... It, it couldn't happen. So that's the hard part. So it's, it, yeah, that's probably where the Shazam sits on the whole scale. Um, but I feel like, depending on the performance of Aquaman, depending on the splash, splash, uh, flash, uh, it could be your fourth DC filler this year. I know that's a bold prediction, but at where it stands for me right now, that's where it is. But for family, just looking for like a good time. I highly recommend it. You, it does fit that niche, and you all like it. And it, yeah, it does have the in the point. So I give it. Yeah, it's probably on that scale, scale for me. And that is Shazam too. Now the last review I do have for you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is the Mandalorian episode three, the Covenant. Now I have seen a lot of criticisms about this episode. Sorry about that. Just gonna... Now, sorry, I see a lot of criticisms about this episode. Now, I'm not saying it's a filler episode. I'm not saying it's it's a slow heads up if you haven't watched it yet. And I'm going to get into spoilers. This is a slow episode. But the really annoying is not a slow episode overall. That's the shitty thing. The first 20 minutes... The first 20 minutes of this show, action, hat, like, yeah. we see Mando, we see Bo-Katan, they're obviously coming back to Bo-Katan's home, which gets attacked, we get this whole space battle of firefighters going at each other, some great action, loved it, and then we see uh, Mando and Bo-Katan return to the cave with the other Mandalorians, which is a little bit, uh, you know, I have the, Amanda's like, I have the water, I have proof, uh, I've bathed in the waters of the mines, and uh, the blacksmith lady, she does prove it, and he said, you have redeemed yourself, you are now Mandalorian again to Mando, and then she turns to Bo-Katan, and Bo-Katan says, are you, you know, you're also, uh, you're also redeemed, and she's like, oh, I'm not Mandalorian, and she says, have you taken off your helmet? And she goes, no. 
Which Manda does say a little bit earlier, he's like, he's like, just to make it easier, please don't take off your helmet. And she's like, okay. Uh, and there's a really cute scene where it's like, uh, she's like, this is the way. Mando says this is the way. And then Grugu, which just believe that he also says this is the way. Um, but yeah, so, and she says she's also redeemed. And she's now, Bogotan is now a Mandalorian. Uh, redeemed in, in their old ways. Which is interesting because she doesn't, she gets congratulated about it, but so she doesn't seem overly like, yeah, it's like, I, I really don't give a shit. Then that's the first 20 minutes of the episode, and then we get a flip. We get a flip to the point where we go on Coruscant. It's a, it's all the scenes on Coruscant are beautiful. It's a beautiful display of this entire world, which we don't get to see very often. But it's a fantastic, uh, it's a fantastic scene on what we get to see how this world has been traveling. After Empire, sorry, after Return of the Jedi in this world. Now, what we're going to shoot is to Doctor Pregnant. I forgot his name. <laughs> the Doctor, the Doctor that was trying to, from season one and season two, uh, he was trying to do the works on Yoda. Uh, Yoda, God, shoot me now. That's gonna in my head. Grogu, he was trying to do the work, he was trying to do the medical experiences on Grogu, which we can see from season one and season two. He returns in the Republic and he's talking about what his work he was trying to do. He was trying to match a couple of genes together, the best parts of multiple people, into the cloning method. Now, essentially, he's put into this program where it's to train you to be a normal citizen after being part of the Empire. Now, the, now part of the Empire being part of Moff Gideon's crew. Now, Moff, Moff Gideon is mentioned, but we still have not seen him. I actually not sure if I'm actually not fully sure if he will be returning. Uh, but yes, yeah, he will. He is mentioned, and we get to see him talking about what he wants to do. The Republic are very, uh, are very on his side. They think he's doing a great job. Um, as and we look forward to working with him more. Now we all seem to see. We also get to see him meet a whole bunch of crew when he goes back to his apartment buildings, uh, having a drink, and one of them being Kane. Now Kane was one of the one of the girls from season two. She's also in. Uh, oh, she's also in Ant Man three. Sorry, she's in Ant Man three. She's a warrior princess in that. She also appears in that movie. She is. Uh, she's also she returns. Uh, which is very fantastic. She did a good job in season two, very menacing. They get along. She tries to help him adjust to this whole world. He still wants to do his work. He tries to with the Republic. The Republic say, no, you can't do it because of the type of work it is. And then Kane says, oh, there's a way we can do it. We can just go back to one of the uh, decommissioned Empire ships, go there and take what you need and get off, which they do. And as they're kind of like off the ship, uh, she gets, he gets betrayed. She, uh, Kane dubs him in and he gets taken off and then goes to this like mind wiping thing, this machine to adjust him to society. Now, I feel sorry for the bloke because he, he just wants to do his work. He's trying to do the right thing. And yeah, she completely dupes him into what, completely dupes him in the parts. And I don't know what she's going to do. There's no leading to what she does. But, uh, as you go in this mind wiping thing, 
the setting is like set to like two. Everyone leaves the room because she's like, oh, I just want to be with my friend. Uh, I didn't know he was going to do this. She turns up. She turns up to full volume. Basically frying his mind. I was like, oh my God. Like, holy shit. And she's just frying his mind. And he was only trying to do the right thing and trusted, and trusted her. Which he does say, like, I trusted you. And she's gone and done this. Now, look, now every episode can be action-packed. I get that. That's fine. But this episode did feel like a little bit slow. I could say I did definitely check my phone a couple of times. Uh, actually, I went to Scream 6, got home, and then jumped on the episode of Mandalorian. Uh, so as soon as it finished, I passed out and went to sleep straight away. Uh, but yeah, so she does all that. So this episode, if you're looking for more Mando, this episode, no. This episode has Mando for 20 minutes that you can turn off. The rest of it is to show you more of the background of what's going on, which makes me heavily believe I'm not too sure where this season's going to go, who the bad guy is going to be in that aspect of everything. But overall, like the action-packed CGI, fantastic. This world-building in beautiful Star Wars fashion is on point, and I love it. I'm so glad that the Landlord is back. It's a fantastic show, and I fully trust John Favreau, Dave Filoni, all of them who are all working on this. But yeah, for anyone who's looking for more, like it's always like always like a big tease. All this action, you're like, oh, he's Mandalorian again. Now nah, go wait till next week. We're going to go over here and see what these two are doing. And he's just like, well, oh, yeah, it's, it's a little bit boring. But still, that's episode three, and then next week. Uh, next week we'll continue reviewing it. We're going to be talking about Ted Lasso, and we're going to be talking about John Wick, Wiggy Wick of the West. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry I said that. That's terrible. Um, but yeah, I'd love to know it. But guys, you tell me what do you think of uh, Shazam Two? Did you did you love it, or is this like a pass? What did you think of Scream Six? Do you like it's like action, or didn't feel right because no Nev Campbell? Or uh, did you like a Mandalorian? Or do you think it was too slow? Or A, do you think TikTok is about to be completely bad in America? Please let me know in the comments. Please let me know on our socials, Facebook, Twitter. You guys all know what we're on. And I thank every one of you who tunes in every single week. You are the best. And I appreciate every single week. So as always, guys, until next time, happy ranting. Thanks for listening to Lights, Camera, Rant. If you like the show, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a rating and review, and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, happy ranting.